Real facts, real opinions, real talk. It's time for Roadworthy Drive, hosted by Ken Chester and Sasha J. Little. If it moves you now or in the future, you can rest assured that they'll be talking about it right here. So here they are, the mobility duo with the technology twist, Ken and Sasha. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Welcome to hour number two of Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. We are Ken Chester and Sasha J. Little coming at you for the whole hour. Thanks for dropping by. Now for this hour, we've got a rummaging for news from the parts bin, the introduction of another powerful pure electric pickup truck, and of course, a new installment of that ever popular <laughs> Tech with Sasha. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yes. That's a lot to pack into just one hour, but regular listeners know we can do it. For those of you who want to share in the fun and frolic, Call or text us on the Roadworthy Drive line, that number, 872-222-9793. You can email us too. That's Ken at RoadworthyDrive.net. Either way, we got you covered. And, and I love listening or getting those text messages from you listeners. Mm. Um, it's been really interesting and especially um, that's how I got the idea for this week's Tech with Sasha was a very uh, lengthy discussion with one of our listeners about energy sources ah well speaking of covered mm. please say hi to my always opinionated never caffeinated co-host sasha j little Hello. well i kind of already yeah kind of did i kind of already kind preempted of that yeah so much for the pre-production meeting right and you know the j stands for joyous jovel uh, joyful mm -hmm. joyous we already said that but yes, i'm you twice did. as joyous uh-huh yeah okay well, you have something from par from the parts bin, so I'm I do. What do you got? Okay, so while I was rummaging about, um, this is a company that is actually they create a car or a um, uh, the ability to put electric vehicle technology into old cars uh, i would prefer the word vintage thank you very much vintage then yes he took one and i kind, know kind of take offense to the word old <sighs> just, just saying can you stop no can you stop so anyway what this guy did is he took a 356 speedster uh that's a porsche isn't it it is a porsche uh -huh. um and he actually put in he took out all the uh he took out all the the engine and so on and so forth. Transmission. And, yes, and he put and say it ain't it so. Swapped it out. Say it ain't so. With an EV, and he says that these people they're called EV West, and they have actually been converting cars to EV power for quite a few years now. Do I even want to ask how much this conversion costs? It didn't say, and I knew you would ask that. Um, I will definitely be looking that up, and I'm going to post that on our website. I'm willing to bet at least ten to twenty grand. Well, I remember way back when, um, and I would say about six to eight years ago, there was an outfit in Colorado, mm -hmm. um, and it was around the time that everybody was saying, "Oh, we're going to use the old canola oil from like McDonald's for to fuel our vehicles." Mm -hmm. They were offering to take. Uh, obviously, the lighter the vehicle, the longer your um, your range. Mm -hmm. But they were willing to take any vehicle, and they were putting the batteries in what you what would be your gas tank, mm -hmm. and they were transforming these vehicles into not what we would consider EV now, but mm -hmm. basically an electric vehicle. Wait a minute! So I could take my 1960 
Dodge Power Wagon. Yep. And convert this thing. Oh, we were going to do it to our state to our station wagon. So what happened? Um, finances fell through, ah. and at that time it was eight grand. Ah. But I mean, we only spent two grand for the Subaru, mm-hmm. and. At the time, my um, now ex-husband, he would travel back and forth to Nevada. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was worth it. Mm-hmm. He and put on serious miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And before before we get the hate mail, that's Nevada, Iowa? Yes, it is. As opposed to the state of Nevada. Yes. D- yes. So no, I pronounced it correctly. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. Nevada. Yeah, the town. Yes, the okay. town. Speaking of electrics. Yes. Um, it seems that GM is in the same boat that Tesla is, With. having sold its 200,000 vehicle. That's right. And that means that federal tax uh, phased out. Yep. In case you're not keeping up, uh, in, order to, in order to inspire or incentivize uh, automakers to build electric vehicles, there was a $7,500 per vehicle credit uh, that was available but it was limited to the first 200,000 vehicles that the automaker sold. Yep. Tesla hit that wall last year, GM shortly after that. So the big test now is whether or not these vehicles can keep their momentum and still be popular even after what is perceived as basically a $7,500 price hike. Well, Tesla didn't hurt Tesla none. Yeah, but Tesla also came up with a $2,000 credit to tie to, to uh, mitigate the uh, effect of the price increase. That's true. That's true. They did. Now, I should also say. And Tesla's made electric vehicles cool. Yes, they have. And you'd much rather be driving a Tesla anyway. Uh, Yeah, but at those prices. <laughs> I know. I mean, even a Model 3 well, will set you back $45,000. Yeah, but here's my thing. That's the cost of a full-size half-ton pickup truck. Uh, crew cab. Thank you. I all wheel drive the gas for that crew cab pickup truck. I mean, I'm going to wait me a little bit and talk about that uh, electric truck that you got right over there. Yeah, we'll be talking about another electric truck. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, GM is going to introduce another 20 new battery electric vehicles within the next few years. Yeah. So I guess we'll see what happens. Up till now, of course, there were uh, when the Model 3 was launched, they had almost 400,000 orders for the Tesla. Uh, GM Bolt, that's Bolt with a B, mm-hmm. is their most popular uh, selling uh, pure electric uh, over even the Volt, which was considered an extended uh, range vehicle. Which I never got that one. Well, I did. They use, they use the electric engine as the primary uh, power source right? with the smaller uh, gasoline engine as the backup or what they'd like to call range extender, mm. which makes it basically no better than a hybrid. Right? I mean, that was that's why I just said I never got that one. Which is why they're also taking them out of production. Amen. So we will see what that's about in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to bring this one up and, and try not to hate. It's Tasha. Try not to hate. Ugh. Um, Rivian found somebody else. What? Wait, what? Yeah. What? They did. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, they did. What? They went out and set up a deal uh-huh. with a professional adventure rock climber uh-huh. who is kind of out there and uh-huh. famous uh-huh. named uh-huh. Alex Honnold. Never heard of him. Yeah. Well, Alex <laughs> is getting no. a Rivion no. to drive no. in the backwoods. First, I yeah, mean, I did. was I was on national radio saying dibs. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently they, they didn't. Does they didn't hear you. Dibs mean nothing. Apparently anymore. not anymore. 
They Rivian touts its automobiles as the world's first electric, their words, adventure vehicles. And this this uh, Alex Honnold uh-huh. is w- considered one of the most adventure style people out there. Uh, let's see his exact words. Audacious free solo accents of America's biggest cliffs have made him one of the most recognized and followed climbers in the world. Yeah, but he's a climber. He's not a driver. And but he's not going to be you know taking what? that Rivion up the mountain peaks that made him famous. But he's been profiled by 60 Minutes in the New York Times. He's been on the na- cover of National Geographic. I mean, we're not going to bring facts and logic I into I know this. that's right. I just said dibs. I yeah, mean, I, well, I clearly said dibs. It's not happening. His uh. exact words... I've been wanting to go electric for years now, but haven't felt like there was quite the right option for my lifestyle. Yeah, that's true. Now, he said that he'll be using, and I quote, uh-huh. his Rivian uh-huh. to handle the rough dirt roads that access all my local climbing areas <laughs> with full-time all-wheel drive, 14 inches of ground clearance, and a water fording depth of over three feet. He shouldn't have much trouble. No. Now, they also, and we talked about these numbers, the Rivian could be also a quick endeavor. Performance numbers, 3.2 seconds, 0 to 60 time, and um, a top speed mm-hmm. of 125 miles an hour. Ooh. And, Ooh. wait a minute, yeah. depending on the battery pack, uh-huh. 230 to 400 miles. Yep. And if they get 400 miles, I'm in. I know that, yeah. I'm 400 in. miles, I'm in. I'm in. Like Flynn. I'm in. Uh-huh. The reason why this is special is typically brand new automakers with handcrafted vehicles, their first prototypes, don't do this. So the fact that Rivian has something robust enough to hand to this guy and say, go off-road, have fun, knock yourself out, says says volumes about the robustness of their design, the confidence they have in the product, and the publicity they expect to get, because obviously, if this guy's successful with it and has a real good thing, what better commercial could there be? Uh, well, not only that, but I mean, he's very active in the social media aspect and everything mm-hmm. else. So, I mean, people, all the, you know, the people that doubted the actual numbers of this vehicle and what it was supposedly capable of doing, all they need to do is like look him up and and see. I'm sure exactly. he'll be posting pictures from all over. And here's the important thing off road. Back road, back in the boonies, yeah. which is the last place you would expect to take a pure electric. Well, no, what I'm waiting for him to do is tow. I, I want to see that in action. Coming up next, an all-new pickup truck that can tow 20,000 pounds with a payload rating of 5,000 pounds and a 0 to 60 time of 5 seconds. Curious? Stay tuned. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. This is Roadworthy Drive. This year, nine million of you Americans will buy a car, probably from one of the three big car companies, without even considering American Motors. Now that's a shame. Last April, we came out with a gremlin, an American car that meant the economy imports head-on. Nobody had ever done that before. We went all out designing the Javelin, even at the risk of scaring some people off. And nobody's ever done that before. This fall, the sport about a stylish, compact car designed for the way a woman uses a car. Nobody else is doing that. On every ambassador model, we're making air conditioning and automatic transmission standard. And nobody else does that. Why is American Motors doing all this? If you had to compete with the three biggest car companies in America, what would you do? 
This is segment number two of Roadworthy Drive. We are Ken and Sasha on board to make sure that your trip through all this information and enlightenment is safe and enjoyable. So. Keyword on safe. And enjoyable. And enjoyable, yes. So, Sasha. Yes. Have you guessed yet? Let, let me let me remind you. Uh-huh. Towing capacity, 20,000 pounds. Mm. Payload capacity, 5,000 pounds. Mm. Zero to 60 time of five seconds. And oh, by the way. Yes, sir. It's not made by the big three, Toyota, Honda, or Nissan either. And hold on, not even Tesla. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. We have another contender. Another pure electric, oh my goodness, pickup truck. Okay, now let me ask you a few questions. Mm-hmm. Do they make any vehicles at all? Not at this time. So this is their first get right out the gate. That's right. They're going to tackle the pickup truck. Mm-hmm. They're going to be the ones to be like, this is an electric pickup truck. Mm-hmm. Chevy, Ford, Dodge, Ram lovers, be scared. Oh, and Toyota. Sorry, I forgot about y'all. Mm-hmm. Be scared. Mm-hmm. As they should be. But you said Atlas. Isn't that one of the, the big SUV that came from? Um... No. That's spelled A-T-L-A-S. That's from Volkswagen. That's right. This is Atlas XT electric pickup spelled A-T-L-I-S. L-I-S. Yes, ma'am. Okay. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're billing it as probably the most practical EV pickup. If it can deliver on everything that's said. Now, I also need to tell you, mm-hmm. uh, they're in the middle of, it's not a Kickstarter campaign, but it's some sort of crowdfunding campaign that they're trying to raise the money. Okay, so they do they even have a prototype out there? Uh, they're showing one. Hmm. Now, this was started back in 2016. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, it's built on a skateboard-style electric platform. And we've seen this technology before with four electric motors, one each wheel, like Rivian. Rivian was doing that. And Atlas claims it could allow for a six and a half foot, eight foot uh, cargo beds, 12 inch or 15 inch ground clearance models, two or four door body styles. Mm. And as a first, because no one in the electric uh, pickup market has even talked about this. I'm reading that. uh, Planning a dually. Which means this thing's going to get real I'm, in a quickness. Yeah, I'm reading that. And uh, I'm sorry. I, I got to point this out from what they're saying. Uh, two tailgates. One in the back, one in the front. Is that kind of like the so, Molec? Yeah. Business only, in the front, party only, in the back? Only in this case, business in the front, business in the back. Right? No, party in the front, party and in the back. There you go. Um, so, but that's not all, though, Sasha. Okay. The truck will have a waiting depth of a meter. Meter. Meter meter Uh, and the trunk the frunk which is what they're calling the front trunk Uh, the frunk the frunk frunk not my word not my choice no with the hood going up and the fascia coming down a two tailgate pickup truck now they're talking about having cameras and screens in places in place of the traditional rearview mirrors i ain't too cool about that yeah you and i have talked about that whole back yeah yeah Dimming glass for the windows. Oh, I like that. And this part, accessory power packs for juice on the go. What did I tell you last week when we were talking about that service? Mm-hmm. And I said it's only mm-hmm. a matter of time mm-hmm. before people yes, are you like, did. Yes, you did. Why wouldn't I just buy? But wait a minute. Okay. Available with 300 mile and 400 mile range options. I'm sold. I'm in at 400 miles. I'm in. 5,000, 10,000, mm-hmm. and 15,000 pound mm-hmm. tow rating options. <laughs> Yeah. 
they, now they oh. haven't released. We don't know how big the batteries are going to be or right. exactly what motors they're going to use. So we don't know, you know, how many kilowatt hour motors are using. Right. But they're still talking zero to 60 in five seconds uh-huh. and a top speed of 120 miles an hour. Now, here is my question. It's a question that comes up a lot when I'm talking to truck lovers. OK, when they say 400 mile range and we'll say three to 400 mile range, mm-hmm. is that fully loaded? And they didn't say. Yeah, and that is a per- that is a pertinent question to yeah, but, ask. But I mean, if, but even if it's two fifty fully loaded, that's still not too bad. No, it's not. But I'm I'm just curious. Much like with gasoline trucks, mm-hmm. if you're towing your camper, or you're towing, mm-hmm. you know, what have you, your gas mileage is going to go down. Which is why they say, and your fuel economy may vary. Right. Right. Uh, but it's a couple of things that make me scratch my head a little bit. Okay. What do you got? Because I need to be convinced. Okay. Now. They're talking, this is from the company, that this truck, this truck, will be able to fully recharge its battery in as little as 15 minutes. I'm in. I don't believe it. I'm in. No, no. I don't believe it. Stay tuned for tech with Sasha. I don't believe it. Graphene. You you know what? Got love for graphene, but there's graphene. Yep. There's there's fluoride. There's magnesium. Yep. There's... uh, uh, lithium to air. Yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff going on. But yep. hold on, so that's the first thing. Okay, because well. if anybody was going to hit that, yep, it'd be Elon Musk. Maybe it'd be your boy. Maybe, and he's not there yet. No, he's talking about 40 minutes to get 250 miles out of a Model S with a Tesla supercharger. Yep, you know, and if Tesla's not doing it, and even Porsches take longer than that. Yeah, with with their high with their high voltage uh, chargers at 400 and 800. Was yeah. Here's the second thing. Got it. Based on what I know, uh, they think this truck's gonna be on sale next year mm. with a starting price of forty five thousand dollars. I'm in. I'm in. I don't see how they get to forty five grand. I don't care if how they, they get no. To 40. You kind of do because <laughs> you want them in business to be able to do the service on the vehicle you just bought. I think that's half of where they need to be. If this truck does everything they say it does, you're looking at eighty five. Eighty five to ninety grand. Yeah. I, I don't see them getting there because there's no way a model three, a Tesla model three mid range is forty five thousand dollars. Right. Right. They can't get there and they're offering all of this. I don't think they get there and they call it the electric pickup truck with no compromises. Well, you know what? If you're going to deliver and even the way you're going uh, and your advanced charging station, which I'm imagining if this thing is. What they say it is probably got separate patents for yeah. it. Ooh, that could run into an issue. Not necessarily, because if they developed it or they licensed the patents, then it's their patents. So that's less of an issue. But we're going to see. I mean, like everybody else, this is another contender. We've been bringing you over the last couple of years all the contenders coming to market or trying to come to market. Right. Here's another one to take a look at. They need way more money than they're saying they need. So we're going to see if this thing ever even gets to market. But if they do, and if we see one at any of the auto shows, guaranteed we'll get the lowdown on what's going on and keep you apprised. So finally, don't touch that dial because you don't want to miss all that in the new installment of, of course, Tech with Sasha. Because, you know, she wouldn't like that. She's <laughs> coming up when we return. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You're listening to Roadworthy Drive.
facts, real opinions, real talk. This is Roadworthy Drive, and we are Ken and Sasha, your host for this hour. If you want to learn more about us and the show, check out the show website. That's roadworthydrive.com. Or, of course, you can check us out on Facebook, mm-hmm. Roadworthy Drive or Tech with Sasha, as well as uh, Instagram or Twitter or Snapchat. Uh-huh. We Twitter? We Twitter just a little bit. Be Twitterwin. Uh, we Twitterwin. Okay. Twitter. Twitter. Okay. And now, because I have been told that you've been good this week, <laughs> here's I mean, Tech with Sasha. Yes. And hello, hello, folks. Um, as I had stated in um, the first hour, I am going to be talking about power. Uh, the reason why I chose- Power to the people. No, not power to the people. What? Power to the people. Things. Wait a minute. The machines are rising up and taking power. The power to the machines. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not. Okay. That's not okay. Aside from you, because you refuse to get yourself a an actual, you know, cell phone. But I have my reasons. <laughs> Don't judge me. Skynet is not. Well, it is a thing, but it's a helicopter thing. It's not like you know, Terminator Two thing. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Um, the reason why I chose that is because right now, battery technology, uh, depending on wherever you're using it, is expanding day by day and sometimes hour by hour. Um, be it your wearable technology, which is all over the place in CES this year, um, your smartwatch, your you know your headsets, uh, your earbuds, um, even your cell phone, your tablet, your laptop, all of these things. Your electric car. Hey, I was I was building to that, mm-hmm. sir. Anyway, um, all of these things need better batteries in order to last you longer. So that way you're not having to carry the extra battery packs or the extra batteries or, you know, searching around with the wild look in your eye for the plug. So range anxiety is a thing. <laughs> range anxiety. Just saying. Even if you don't have it in a car. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I wanted to talk to you about a few things that I happened to look up this week uh, that was talking about what's in it for you, your electric car, your cell phone, and most importantly, your wearable and how this is all connecting. Power to the people. Power to the machines. Now, the first one is uh, one that Mr. Ken and I tend to disagree with. Um is he's saying that lithium air batteries are poised to become the next revolutionary replacement for currently used lithium ion batteries that power electric vehicles, cell phones and computers. Mhm. But to the to the note, yeah. 10 times more energy than the current lithium ion battery. And that's cute if you're only going to use it to compare it to lithium ion and if you're only looking for 10 times. Okay. I'm just saying it's cute. So Mm. they've got the lithium air. And if you're wondering, and I've been told not to go too far in the weeds because I've been told that everybody's eyes will glass over. um, You need a rope to tie everybody together (laughs) so they don't get lost. So I'm not going to go into what exactly the lithium air batteries are. I will post the link in the Tech with Sasha page on the website and and you guys can read it for yourselves. You know, there are critters in them weeds. (laughs) They have got, I will, surpri- I will supply you with a free virtual can of Offspray. Does that help? No, because I'm so, talking critters, not mosquitoes. Oh, oh, well then I can't, I can't help you with that. Maybe they take their bird dog in? Take your hound in. Take your blue tick hound. Okay. All right. Now, the one that I was kind of interested in was called Disordered Crystals. 
Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are they unorganized or just lost? Stop it. That's not it. Stop it. They're tiny, disordered particles of magnesium chromium oxide. Yeah. That ma- magnesium chromium oxide. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're going to go for a little bit of a science lesson, but it's important. Um, they may hold the key to new mag- magnesium battery energy storage technology that could possess increased cap- uh, capacity compared to the conventional ion batteries. Okay. Lithium ion, you mean? Yes, lithium ion. Mm-hmm. What they're saying is that it will store magnesium ions at high voltage and defining the future of how energy is actually based. So wait a minute. This battery is going to electrocute me now? It's not going to electrocute you, but what they are saying is that the results are the product um the results are saying that they can actually do high service area materials and enable further gains as far as maybe uh supplying energy to an entire city. Ah, but there's one major drawback though. Yes, and go ahead and share with them. Uh it's a cathode uh which is part of how uh, it's part of the construction of a battery and it mm-hmm. needs to be used in the battery. Yes. And getting the right material to use it has been a challenge. Yes. Um, and this is this is more of an issue in the magnesium battery technology. Yeah. Um, it's about finding those particles that are actually like what you were saying that are actually needed in order to make it. Um, it's one of those that I'm not sure but I thought it was very interesting, the fact that they were using all these different ways to get around that and what it actually could bring up. It's actually um, a collaboration between the U.K. and U.S. researchers. So but Here's a big question for you, Sasha. Uh-huh. We've talked about graphene. Yes, we have. We've talked about fluoride. Yes, we have. We've talked about uh, now magnesium. Yep. We've talked about some other creative battery configurations where lithium ion was even reimagined. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about solid state, which is basically a a solid lithium mm-hmm. battery. Yes, we have. Is there any of these in your research that seems to have the edge in what might be developed? I, you know what? No. At, at this point in time, I, okay, I will say that I think lithium ion, lithium air, I think that is going to be one of those that it's not going to be pivotal in the future. Why is that? Um. Because we are expanding in different energy sources, mm-hmm. and I think once we actually find the one, because a lot of these have got the capabilities to actually not only be the power source for your phone, for your electric vehicle, but also your house and or city. So, I mean, are we necessarily going to mess around with the lithium ion? Not to mention the fact that the particles for the lithium and the mining that is you know needed for that, that's going to dry out. I mean, it still gives us a dependency on another country or other... Chile in this case. Yes. All I'm saying, fluoride, it ain't just for teeth anymore. (laughs) My money's on fluoride. Those of you who have listened to us in past weeks, we talked about a fluoride-infused battery. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. So, I mean, do I have a favorite? Do I know which one that I would bet sees us into the future? I'm not going to put my peg on anybody yet. I'm really not. Fluoride. Stop it. Um, I am one of those that I, I think that lithium ion is, um, I think we're going to see it die off, mm-hmm. uh, much in the way that we're seeing like, you know, AAA batteries die off. Who actually yeah. uses lithium ion? So 2015. <laughs> yes. Wow. Gosh. Um, the last one that I wanted to cover, 
Uh, we'll have to get to that next hour because I do not have a time. But coming up, we're going to be actually talking about more um, different battery options that we have available, including one you don't need to plug in at all. Wait, wait a minute. Battery options? Battery options. Ooh. Energy I, options. Can does I that afford- sound better? Yeah, it does. But can I afford this mess? You might. Oh, goodness. I guess we'll have to see. Uh, last up, more tech with Sasha. And really, did you really think we would offer you anything else? And that's next. Keep it right here. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. We are Roadworthy Drive. This is the fourth and final segment of our program for this hour. You're tuned to Roadworthy Drive, and we are Ken and Sasha. Thank you for dropping by. Now, at the risk of getting written up by the suits again, (laughs) uh, here is the second part of this week's Tech with Sasha. You really act like it is all that painful. Uh, You've never met with the suits. Uh, No, actually. um, I met with them. That's not true. I met with them on two separate occasions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time, they were absolutely charmed mm-hmm. and 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 uh, uh, thought agreeable to my initial. Uh, uh, yeah, that's before meet. you showed them the budget. And and that what? Yeah, they, I needed those things though. Yeah, but once they took a look at the budget, they weren't feeling the that. second time. They were a little less mm-hmm. charmed. Remember, these are the same folks that won't buy chairs for the studio. Well, now you have stools, so maybe I ha- you no, no. Have- excuse me, a stool <laughs> that we have to share. <laughs> a stool. Okay, Miss Sasha. Okay, so last segment I had said something about wireless, where you're not going to have to plug in at all. Canvas. Stop it. Canvas. Really? Yeah, really. Wireless canvas. Same thing, right? Is it? I one don't is know. A I'm su- one is a subscription based automotive ownership platform or ownership or ownership ownership mm-hmm. platform. Mm-hmm. The other one it deals with the energy for like your smartphone electric help, vehicle. Help yourself. Right ever. Mm. So the company is called um Osaya. And it is demonstrating its over-the-air power delivery system, which promises to make charging cables and pads absolutely obsolete. Well, if you remember, the FCC actually gave patents and permission for up to 36 inches away from a power source. Yes. uh, For some over-the-air stuff. Does this take that further? Um, What it is saying, as long as a user is standing within 10 to 12 Feet okay. of the Osaya wireless power transmitter, their phone will perpetually be powered. Um, but that could dramatically be improved um, because as of today, and this was yesterday is when I found this one, so just a couple days old, um, they are going to be unloading a 5.8 gigahertz signal instead of the 2.4. Mm-hmm. Which will create the upgrade will increase both the range and the power, and mm-hmm. while reducing the size of the transmitter and the receiver receiver chips. Mm-hmm. So we don't have like a full on how much you know how far away that's going to be personally, but they are giving something that it it offers the opportunity that maybe 
um, for your house, you have one and it covers your whole house Mm. and everything charges or maybe one on each floor. I wonder if that would mess with the Bluetooth. I don't know. Or the Wi-Fi. And I'm wondering about the and forgive me if I'm using the wrong word, but the ultrasonic like um, because there's got to be some kind of uh, sound eminent from this. Not necessarily. Well, I think it might the... be it might be an issue of different waves. I mean, you've got Bluetooth, you've got Wi-Fi, um, radio. In, in your, yeah. you've got radio waves. So the question is, is where do these waves figure in on the spectrum of things? May not necessarily be noise at all. And then the other issue is how many items can, however they define this, take. You know, yeah. do you need repeaters throughout the house? Um, you know, what are the limitations? Right. And they're saying like a consumer version would be available by 2020 at the latest. Mm-hmm. So we might actually be seeing something like this later on this year. Did they did they offer a price? They did not offer a price. Um, this is based on someone that was actually at CES this year mm-hmm. and they saw it there. OK, so they're offering like for 100 million bajillion dollars. <laughs> yes, for, for quadrillion for yeah, B- billion dollars for, for two outlets, right? For two outlets, yes, and it could charge one, uh, one device for like six hours. Would it take six hours to recharge? I don't like know. A cell phone over something. Like I, that? I don't know. I mean, it that would be. Give, yeah, no. It does not give how long it would take. Mm-hmm. Um, it did say within ten to twelve feet initially, but then they said they're going to be going to a higher power. So this is one of those things where... Wait a minute, a higher power? A higher power. Uh, are they trying to get religious on this now? Stop it. 5.8 gigahertz. Oh, oh, oh. 5. Literally 8. power. Literally. Did you not get that it's about power, this segment? Power to the people. Power to the machines. Power to the machines, sir. Uh. Anyway, moving on, and this is a piece of mobility that... Um, Mr. Chester has absolutely been adamant that I include in Tech with Sasha. Mm-hmm. Um, Hyundai wants every electric vehicle to charge itself. Mm-hmm. Um, they are actually thinking that in the future, every single vehicle will require recharging instead of refueling. Mm-hmm. But how that will be handled will be charging points maybe from home. Um, they're thinking that their vehicles will be intelligent enough to drive off and recharge themselves. Yeah, hold on. So we got a an autonomous vehicle, drops me off at work, knows that it's maybe a little more than half charged, mm-hmm. and will go off in search of maybe a smart garage where it could recharge. Yeah. Uh, in the words of a friend of ours, what could possibly go well, wrong? I mean, I kind of like this idea. I mean, it brings... We had talked about, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, was it Sweden, where they were talking about like a lane or patches mm-hmm. that would wirelessly charge right. vehicles, right? Right. So if we're talking about a parking garage or if we're talking about certain like parking spaces um, that would be available, and if the car is registered to you, mm-hmm. um, and let's just say, for instance, that it's free. Okay. <laughs> for the first part, for the first scenario. Good luck with that, that. Will you just flow with me on this, please? Mm. So the car, you're going to go shopping. The car notices that it's at half. The car takes off, finds the nearest um, recharging, recharging station, station uh, parks in the, uh, in the allotted space, and then charges itself until you page that you were ready for the car to pick you up. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's in a free scenario. But in a charging, like a price per charge scenario, mm-hmm. the car is per or the car is under your ownership. 
You'd have to have the car linked to maybe your bank account, Google account, PayPal, something like that, whatever kind of like, like kind of like it is now. Right. And mm. then your car would go and I'm guessing that they would actually it would have to ask you like, mm. may I go now? This would be kind of freaky. Your car actually asked, may I go recharge, ma'am? I think it may actually you could probably set that to automatic. But the point I want to make here is this offers to solve one of the primary problems, I think. Uh, in an urban situation where you have an apartment, you live in an apartment, but you are not able to recharge your car. The spot that you have, if you're lucky, is not set up to recharge. But in this scenario, you have the ability to do just that. And that's one thing that I think would be worthy of seeing how that plays out. Um, and it may actually help uh, adoption rates for EVs. Right, because most people live in the... Yeah, and, yes. Well, folks, that ends our visit for this week. Be sure to tune in again next week when Sasha and I bring you the latest in mobility news and technology. Bye-bye. Bye -bye. Roadworthy Drive is a copyrighted presentation of the Roadworthy Drive radio network. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Roadworthy Drive Productions Incorporated.